Hello, beautiful humans. I'm Dr. Anna Karen, and we are living in paradox, a place where awakening souls seek challenging answers. You know, as well as I do, that the common narrative needs an upgrade, and that to heal ourselves and our environment, we need a new way of living. Here we will move beyond the either-or thinking that keeps us so divided and step into a worldview of both and, thus embodying a life of connection that has room for everything. I offer you these imaginings and insights, these heartfelt conversations and challenging ideas as encouragements to take your next step and then another, as together, we create a happier and healthier world. Take a deep breath, relax, and let's dive into paradox. Hello and welcome. I am Dr. Anna Karin, and we are living in paradox. Today, I am looking into relaxed tension. Now, we may have discussed this before, but a paradox is something that is apparently opposite, but upon greater examination, upon a a deeper looking, the two things actually become more related, more alike. So tense relaxation, relaxed tension. I mean, that all kind of relates to stress, doesn't it? So I'm going to go back to the the father of the modern understanding of stress, which is Hans C. Lee, who wrote The Stress of Life in 1956. He was a researcher who was looking into um, what kinds of substances, what kind of experiences, what kind of things in people's lives were creating stress. Now, he was actually experimenting on cells and animals and things like that. Um, But obviously those things correlate into human existence or we wouldn't be working on them in labs hopefully it's not all wasted activity Um, and he was super interested in this stress response which he categorized as either distress or something he called eustress e-u-s-t-r-e-s now we don't really often think about the eustress part anymore because there's so much emphasis on distress. I mean, you can't turn around anywhere without seeing some kind of stress relief program, some kind of stress reduction situation, how to identify your stress, how to categorize your stress, how to deal with stress, how to, you know, stress, 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 stress. We are obviously a very stressed culture. um, And finding it hard to find that relaxed place. But the thing I really appreciated about his work is that he put the eustress in there, which to me seems to be a good key for how to deal with stress, is to understand that there's distress and there's eustress, stress that's actually good for us. Because the truth is, is that if we had no stress whatsoever, we would not grow we would not be pulled in new directions. Um, our bones would not be strong. There's something in our bones called the piezoelectric effect, which the bones actually give off electricity, but that only happens when they're stressed, when they have pressure on them. 
And so that piezoelectric activity actually is what causes bone growth, bone repair, and that electrical activity fuels the electrical needs of the body. Um, Eileen McCusick wrote a fabulous book called Electric Body, Electric Health. I highly recommend it. I'm going to drop it in the show notes where she goes deeply into the, um, the electric reality that we all live in and how that applies to the body. So, so this eustress is a way to actually engage that process in a way that's beneficial. So not all stress is bad, although there are indicators, obviously very strong indicators, that chronic stress is implicated in, you know, a ton of the um, physical maladies that we are experiencing as a culture. And so being able to deal with that stress is obviously very important. And that chronic stress is related, obviously, to the fight or flight or the sympathetic response that is is therefore, you know, truly engaging in dangerous situations. You know, the, the typical example is, you know, the saber-toothed tiger jumps out at you, you know, you all your body wants to do is send the blood to your arms and legs and so you can run away or I mean I don't think fighting with a cybertooth tiger is a good idea but if something else was stressing you and scaring you you might choose to fight that if you felt like you might be able to win but this this chronic stress is now being fueled by things that we can't deal with and we're in situations where we can't run away or we can't punch somebody out as much as we might really like to so the body is in this chronic state of cortisol and adrenaline production and having obviously very major negative effects on our well-being so what we want to do is we want to balance that distress with what we would call what Hans Seely would call eustress and find a way to have relaxed tension or a tense relaxation where we have more balance in ourselves. And, you know, again, as we have talked so much about giving meaning to life through our perceptions and our words and how we speak, physiologically in the body, excitement and anxiety slash fear are presented exactly the same physiologically. Your hands might sweat, your breathing might get more shallow, your eyes might dilate. In order to, you know, engage this stressed energy, and we can either call it excitement, or we can call it anxiety, fear. And this is a place where we can actually have some control over that relaxed tension is if you can actually step back and go, wow, there is a part of me that's excited to do this podcast, even though there's another part of me that has anxiety about it. And if I shift myself into my conception or my belief that I'm actually excited, it makes it a lot easier to sit here and fire up the mic, I have to say. The other thing that Hans Seeley brought forward is that he felt that there were actually stages 
to stress. And that the first stage is obviously that initial stage of alarm. And then we can step into resistance slash acceptance. And then at the end, obviously, there's exhaustion. So if we let it go too far, if we're too engaged in the alarm resistance component, and we don't actually let ourselves relax, let ourselves take a breath, and, and sit in an exception, I'm sorry, acceptance of what we're experiencing, then we can actually fall into the whole exhaustion thing because it's, it, there's, I mean, everywhere you turn, there's some possibility for stress, I mean, certainly in my life. And hopefully we are all learning how to engage the other side, the relaxed side, the rest and digest and heal side, which is the parasympathetic or vagal parasympathetic sympathetic vagal function and I think there's an interesting and we'll go into that in a moment more into that in a moment but there's an interesting example um if like a visual even if I don't know if any of you have ever hung a hammock you know you find two sturdy trees or some other way to fasten it and you kind of have to get the relaxed tension just right for the hammock to work. In fact, I watched a, a, a friend of, um, the son of a friend do this the other day. We were at, at their campsite with them and and it, it took him some, some real engagement to get that hammock relaxed tension correct. Because if it's too tight, if there's too much tension, I don't know if you've ever tried to sit on a hammock that was like really strongly tight, it just kind of bounces you out. It doesn't have any give. It doesn't receive you in any way. And if it's too relaxed, you know, if there's too much give there, you, you kind of end up sitting on the ground. You know, it stretches and your weight takes it down and then it's not really functioning as a hammock either. And um, so that might be a nice visual to think of like, how how is your hammock stretched at the moment? Are you feel Is it feeling so tight it's just going to, bounce you out or is your conscious hammock your co- hammock as consciousness is it receiving in a way where it's supportive and holding you or is it just too exhausted and too limp and too you know broken down to um to support you and basically dumping you down on the ground so we have this capacity to engage our own sense of ourselves and you know, balance it out and let that you stress, let the stress, the good stress of life, let it lead us to where we are or where we need, where we're going. And so there are some really simple parasympathetic um, resets and honestly, I went on YouTube and, and did a search for this. There are a number of really, really excellent um, processes that people will help help take you through. So I'm just going to tell you, um, I'm just going to hit some highlights here for what I think might be useful to create a relaxed tension, one that can be responsive and rejuvenating at the same time. Because that parasympathetic state is where we have that natural capacity to heal, where we can recover from the distress that we might be feeling 
So one major player in this whole world is the vagus nerve, the parasympathetic brutes of the vagus nerve. So the ventral vagus nerve is our safe and social um, element. This is what lets us feel connected. This is what lets us digest. You know, we can let the blood back into the center part of our body to take care of all the um, housekeeping functions that that life needs. And just, you know, sink into that and allow that to be supportive, like a well relaxed, tensioned hammock. And one of the best ways to reset and I find myself doing this. I don't know if you've ever, well, I'm sure you've driven somewhere in a car, <laughs> but if you've ever been in a close one, you know, um, I live in Florida and I don't know what the deal is with the drivers here, but I have never lived anywhere where I've been so, um, had some, somebody so close on my bumper or like weaving in out of traffic or, you know, doing some crazy things like taking right-hand turns from the left-hand turn lane and things like that. It's, it can be quite stressful <laughs> to drive around. And I notice as these things happen, my body just goes, Ugh! and I go, okay, all right, I survived. I didn't have a crash. What can I do? So my go-to in that moment is to take a really deep, slow breath. Some people call this box breathing, where you can breathe in, breathe in, fill your lungs, fill your belly, and then you can pause for a couple of beats with your in-breath fully taken in. And then slowly breathe out. Like let your out-breath be twice as long as your in-breath, or just as long as you can just do it slow. And just let whatever that stress is, just let it fall off you. Um, just let it ground into the ground, let it go away and pause for a second with that breath all the way out. So breath in, deep breath in, slight pause, out breath. Slight pause. Also, if you can manage to nasal breathe, breathe only through your nose this definitely is a um, a way to actually increase something called nitric oxide in your in your body and that's not nitrous oxide that's the one that the the dentists use is often called laughing gas and you know if you've had dental procedures perhaps your dentist has used that but this is nick i'm sorry nitric oxide and it is something the body produces naturally, but is particularly produced um, when we're doing nasal breathing. So breathing in through your nose, letting, letting the nose warm the breath if it happens to be cool outside, and letting that nitric oxide build up in your, in your, through that. And another way to really increase that is actually humming. So if obviously humming is something that happens when we're doing nasal breathing because we close our mouth, right? Mm, hard to hum with your mouth open. Ha, it becomes something else. <laughs> so in that humming, you're resonating that, that nasal cavity and you're creating more 
nitric oxide. And the, the value of nitric oxide is that it supports immunity, it can increase cognition, it can elevate your mood, it actually decreases your blood pressure. Because one of the places that the nitric oxide is stored is in your blood vessel walls. And so when it's released, it actually causes the blood vessels to relax, which is a good thing. Because in stress, obviously, your blood pressure goes up. And you want that, that more calm, lower blood pressure place. Another thing that releases nitric oxide is being out in the sunlight, having natural sunlight on your skin. And... Um, that nitric oxide is really um, key in supporting that parasympathetic state, that rest, digest, rejuvenate state. There's also an amazing uh, YouTube video by Dr. Zach Bush, and I'm going to drop the, the drop the link there into the show notes. And he has a four-minute exercise video that he has put together that absolutely helps you increase your nitric oxide in your body because as we age that tends to drop off like a lot of things and so just simply doing this four minute routine which is anybody can do it it's super simple um he suggests doing it two or three times a day which um would be super awesome and very easy to accomplish since it only takes four minutes so um, good time to do that if you need you know you're sitting working at your computer get up go through the four movements you're you know have had a you know stressful phone call or you've had some other kind of situation that's kind of um, stressing you out into that distress place then doing those exercises is a great way to regenerate and reset again slow deep nasal breathing humming also very good and one of the ways you can tell if you've turned into if you've kind of like shifted over into this parasympathetic state is that you might notice some tears in your eyes so i'm just you know a lot of times when i'm doing a humming practice i will just feel the tears just running running down my face or as you're doing it you might find you naturally just take a much deeper breath just spontaneously like a sigh or your tummy might rumble, which again is like indicative of having that parasympathetic response, letting those digestive elements come in. Because if, if you're not digesting, if you're not letting those internal organs really do their job, then it's really hard for your body to rejuvenate because you're not getting the you're not getting the processes, you're not getting the nutrients or the different elements that you might need. So another example that has uh, been useful for me in this whole engagement is uh, I kind of like thinking of myself as an instrument, like consider a guitar, you know, the guitar has um, strings and you can tighten or loosen those strings to get different sounds out of the guitar and, um, you know, get different tunings and things like that. And if you consider your body an instrument and the tension in your body, those strings, um, like on a guitar, if you if you tighten it too tight, the, the strings will snap. You know they won't they won't be able to make the music. And if you make them too loose, of course, then there's no um, there's no real resonance in that. It's just real floppy and it's hard to play and 
like so. So having the capacity or having the ability to, you know, tighten or loosen your your inner energy strings in order to um, appropriately interact with life. Because, you know, sometimes it really is appropriate to be like full on and it's a stressful situation and you just got to get yourself, you know, wound up <laughs> to get through it. And other other times it's really important to step away from that and, you know, particularly right after a situation like that and regroup and rest and reset and all those kinds of things. So the more facility you have with that, the more ability you have to uh, self-regulate in that way, um, you know, could be considered, you know, your ability to switch those gears and both gears are useful. You know, if you, if you're riding a bike, you don't want to just have one gear unless you're a beach riding on your beach cruiser and then one gear is perfect. But if you're doing any kind of hills or any kind of things, you want, you want higher and lower gears so that you can transfer that work in a more efficient way, a more effective way. And really kind of when it comes down to it, health is really just resilience. You know, the ability to change those gears, you know, the ability to respond appropriately to situation, respond appropriately to your relationships, um, respond appropriately to yourself. You know, a lot, we, a lot of us carry a lot of inter- interior tension and anxiety and being able to consciously reset the body can often, often have very, you know, positive effects for that as well. So I hope this was helpful and that you're able to have a, you know, kind of a different relationship to the stress of your life and that you have a little more facility, a little more capacity to deal with that in the best way possible. And please remember that you have the tools to choose the meaning in your life. You have the capacity, the ability, the wherewithal to choose a life of both and and to live well in paradox. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Living in Paradox podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions or comments, any topic ideas, or you might want to be a guest on my show, you can reach me directly at dranakarin.com. That's D-R-A-N-N-A-K-A-R-I-N.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll meet you in Paradox.